Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. He is Keyshawn Johnson. He is Jay Williams. I'm Freddie Coleman of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 8 and ESPN News, brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app and use code KJZ to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit is required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. So in the AFC East, youth will be served. All those quarterbacks, Josh Allen and Buffalo, Tua Tungabailoa in Miami, Zach Wilson with the Jets, and Mac Jones with New England Patriots, all 25 years and below playing in that same division. Josh Allen got the AFC Championship game last year. Tua Tungabailoa went 6-3 and three as a starting quarterback, and Mac Jones and Zach Wilson are ready for their close-up. But if you talk to Mel Kiper Jr., ESPN NFL draft analyst and also coach of Darian Mel and ESPN radio on the weekends. When he was on the show yesterday, he talked about all those young guns in the AFC East. They dominated this division because they hit one of sixth round pick who's the greatest of all time in Tom Brady. And I think he sees Josh Allen dominating this division maybe for the next 10 to 15 years. We can't have that. We got Tua maybe improving and being the guy in Miami. We'll see about that. We have Zach Wilson. Okay, he's going to be the next superstar. We got to win this division. We got to have the best quarterback or be right there with that guy. And that wasn't going to be Cam Newton. So Mel Kiper Jr. believes Zach Wilson is going to be the next superstar. Tony Romo said he believes in three to four years we'd be talking about him in the same way we're talking about Patrick Mahomes. Yes, it's hyperbole. We don't know how true it's going to be. But Tony Romo put it out there, and he didn't care who knew it. Mm. Look, it, it, Tony played the position, so he certainly knows what he's looking for in a quarterback. Now, the one thing that I would say about Zach Wilson is what got him in trouble at BYU at times is holding on to the football and taking punishment. He was often injured at BYU. Is this going to be the same thing that happens to him with the New York Jets? If he can stay healthy and they can surround him with weapons and keep him clean, then he can make all the throws and do the right things. Then he will be mentioned, like Tony Romo said, a couple years from now with the best in the league. I have no problem with somebody forecasting that Zach Wilson could potentially be one of the best quarterbacks in the league when it's all said and done. Uh, I watched the kid when he's at BYU. I've watched him in preseason. He looks pretty special. I hope he can sustain that. Whenever you start putting one player's name in the conversation with a player like Patrick Mahomes, who, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> is wild to me, right? Because Mahomes through four seasons has thrown for 14,000 yards, 114 touchdowns, an MVP, a Super Bowl, and a Super Bowl MVP. Like, that puts you in a different rarefied air. And you start thinking about what did Patrick Mahomes, what kind of weapons did he come into this league with? And then I look at the Jets and I say, okay, maybe the ability is there, but, like, the weapons aren't there. You have a first-year head coach. You have a second-year GM. You won two games last year. So I I would just tell people it's great that Tony Romo could think this way, but we have to make sure that we get paused and we are patient for Zach Wilson to pan out. Because when somebody says something like this, we expect – that type of play right out of the gate. And then we start throwing around terms like, well, I told you he wasn't going to pan out, or I don't know if he's the guy, right? So it takes a minute to build into being something special. I don't know if that happens right out of the gate. The last thing that any Jets fan needs, and Keyshawn, you play with this organization, is hyperbole about your quarterback. Thank, thank you. That's just more for Zach Wilson. An organization. That's the last thing a fan base needs. And believe me, the one thing that both of you guys mentioned, the one word you guys mentioned, weapon, the most underrated weapon that's happened to Patrick Mahomes has been Andy Reid. Not too many guys come into a league having an offensive mindset. Him and Eric Bieniemy as an offensive coordinator where you can sit for a year, 
Al Smith playing behind him, and that wasn't a bad idea, and then you're ready to take the reins. We could have that conversation with Zach Wilson if he was part of the Kansas City Chiefs or with Kyle Shanahan with the San Francisco 49ers. I get what Tony Romo is trying to do. He believes in Zach Wilson. But when you there's put nothing it, wrong with that. There's no, nothing. Yeah. No, no. I, I'd rather compare. I'd rather him compare him to Zach Wilson than some nobody to third string quarterback. I don't have a problem with that. The deal with that is though, if you're Zach Wilson, you're thinking, dude, I got enough to deal with in New York. I don't need you putting that on me with this star-crossed organization when it comes to that position with the New York Jets. You know, it's so funny, Freddie. You mentioned Andy Reid, and I, as you mentioned it, I thought to myself, I said, when was the last time Andy Reid had a bum at quarterback? That's fair. Like, like literally, That's and fair. what I mean by that, just, just go back to Philadelphia. Donovan McNabb, right, borderline Hall of Famer, depending on who you're asking and arguing with, is, in my opinion, at some point, maybe he gets the votes to get in because he was a hell of a player. But when you think about it, he turned Detmer into something. Mm-hmm. He made him money. Uh, uh, Cobb on the uh, Cobb from Houston, they drafted. He turned him into something, made him some money. He went on to Arizona and turned into nothing. Uh, A.J. Feely, I think it was, it was the quarterback, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he turned him into something for a short period of time. Um who else was there? Oh, Jeff Garcia went to Philly. He turned him into something, made him some money. I'm just thinking Michael Vick. Michael Vick. He turned mm-hmm. him back into something, yep. made him Damn. some money. Alex Smith turned him into something, made him some money. I'm like, there's a recurring theme here. <laughs> that Andy Reid. The New York Jets don't have. And that's Andy damn Reid. So it's kind of like, you know, I get it. I understand it. Maybe uh, Mike LaFleur could be that guy. In, in, in calling plays and in, in teaching the quarterback, maybe that could be the case. But he's got a long ways to go and a short time to get there. Let's, that ju- let's just have him. If he plays similar to how Justin Herbert played last year, he's well on his way. I'm not expecting that. Oh, yeah, that. absolutely. If he's if he Justin Herbert, like, oh. yeah, then that's that, yeah, Justin Herbert you know, played you know, like a vet. Yeah, exactly. If he plays Play that like way. Justin Herbert, they're going to put a statue out of MetLife like, Stadium. But that, that sounds like a reasonable expectation, though, right? No, no, it's not no. reasonable. That's not reasonable. No, not because no. Justin, Heck no, Justin, no, Jay. Yeah, Justin Herbert overexceeded those expectations. I, People thought he was going to be good or decent. Nobody expected that. From Man, Justin, Justin Herbert, Herbert I mean, was if one Zach Wilson gets rookie of the was, year, I mean, you don't think that's feasible? If, if he gets Herbert, offense rookie of the year, he should retire. It may not get Justin any better for Herbert him. Herbert was one of the top six quarterbacks in the NFL last year, despite statistics. I'm just talking about play. I, damn the statistics. I'm just talking about the way he was playing. He just looked he different. He was one of the top six dudes. Okay. Yeah, he just looked – Justin Herbert looked different the minute he got the ball in his hands. When the whole thing happened with Tyrod Taylor of the charge and that whole medical thing and – they miscommunicate whatever that was. They put no, it, it wasn't in a there. Mis- it wasn't a miscommunication. It was I. Uh, I hit you in the wrong spot. Okay, sorry. Whatever that. Whatever <laughs> that was. Justin Herbert hit the right spot after that. I would not so, have. So any- wait, Freddie. So what? What's? Who was a quarterback that played last year? If you said, "Hey, Zach Wilson played like this guy," then we're okay. A mid mid pack of the guy. Mid-pack a mid pack of the guy. If he plays like Baker Mayfield. The first, half of the, the first, first half, half of the season. The first half of the season. First half of the season. First half of the season. Because the Browns have the best offensive line in football. But they they dom- I mean, they ran the hell out of the ball with right. Nick Chubb and but the way he, they play. But when they, Baker Mayfield had to make plays, he had 26 touchdowns and nine interceptions. And when the Pittsburgh Steelers made mistakes in that first playoff game, Baker Mayfield turned that into touchdowns. That's what you want Zach Wilson to at least come close to. 
Justin Herbert, the way he played last year, guys, okay. that was a different level as a rookie, especially nobody saw that coming. See, and you, you put that kind of pressure on Zach Wilson. I know Tony Rowe was trying to do. I just think you're, you're asking for trouble. You're a Jets fan to believe that hyperbole from I don't Tony even Romo. Need him to. I don't need him to play like Baker Mayfield because Baker Mayfield led his team to the playoffs. I need him to play. If, if you want to look at comps, give me what Joe Burrow gave. Just give me I'll that. I'll take that. As give a me well, Joe Burrow was on his way to do pretty well. I mean, no, for, I'm saying if you if that that's a good that's good for a rookie mm-hmm. what Joe Burrow was able to do. Give me that. Just give me some of that, and I'm I'm happy with that. Right. Give me a little bit of that. I mean, Joe Burrow did that behind a Patrick offensive line. The Jets offensive line should be a little bit better mm-hmm. than what Joe Burrow had last year. Yeah, they got Big Beckton and those dudes. Of course, they just drafted my man out of SC. Mm-hmm. That uh, left side of the line Tucker. is going to be good. Yeah. yeah, they should be okay. Yeah, run the football, play tough defense. Don't put your defense in the short field. The last thing I want is for Zach Wilson or anybody to believe that if he gets close to Justin Herbert, I understand the comparison uh, because I was Justin just trying Herbert, to go a notch down from Patrick Mahomes. I mean, yeah. We started off with saying Patrick Mahomes. Now. Yeah, but there are plenty well, of guys see, that are notched down from Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> but see, here's the difference when you say a notch down for Patrick Mahomes. Justin Herbert is a notch down from Patrick Mahomes based on what he did last year. Just based on the way he played as a rookie, you typically, when quarterbacks play, like Justin Herbert played, they don't fall off a cliff. They only continue to go up. Then they eventually even out, but that even out is still what they did, what Justin Herbert did last year. Right. A mm-hmm. 40-some 100-yard passer on a consistent basis, interception rate down, passing efficiency there. That's where you start to say, okay, Patrick Mahomes. And I and like Freddie said, I get with Tony Romo, I get it. I understand it. Tony Romo, hey, he's the big guy. I get it. I understand it. But he's the big you, guy. You pushing so it a bit much. Why am I stupid? <laughs> what do you mean? I get it. He's the big guy. Yeah, I get it. My man Tony's the big guy. You know, he got he predicting oh plays goodness. and everything. That's my man. Yeah. Tony still owed me though because he used to use my floor seats at Mavs games when oh I didn't go. Goodness. So I need to call him and make sure he. Return that favor. Oh, my goodness. He's Keyshawn Johnson. He's Jay Williams. I'm Freddie Coleman. And Keyshawn, Jay Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Six X and Channel 80 brought to you by Mako. <laughs> With Mako and their magic, your car's no longer tragic. If life throws you uh-ohs, just say better get Mako. And head to Mako.com to get an online estimate today. Three Alabama quarterbacks were in the same quarterback room in 2018, and those three quarterbacks are going to be day one starters for this season. Mac Jones of the Patriots, Jalen Hurts with the Eagles, and Tua Tungabailoa of the Miami Dolphins. And the man that helped put that all together is the best coach in college football without any question right now. He is Nick Saban, the head coach of Alabama. They're number one in the country in the preseason. They're going to play number 14 Miami, 3.30 Eastern time in ABC. Coach Saban is here thanks to the Goodyear hotline. Coach, I laid it out there about your quarterbacks, and I know that there's a lot of pride, but what is it like for you seeing three guys that are on your team at one time about to be starters at the same time, day one this season in the NFL? Well, I'm excited for them. Um, this is something that they all work very, very hard for. It's, you know, their dream growing up. But I think the, the key thing that everybody should remember out there is, you know, these guys really focused on the right things when they were in college. They all focused on their development. They all supported each other. And they all improved dramatically, you know, as college players that, you know, enable them to get the opportunity that they have now, which, you know, we're excited for them, and I hope they all do well. Coach, what what went into Mac Jones basically having to sit with you for a little bit and wait his turn to now becoming the week one starter with the New England Patriots? 
Well, I, I think, you know, the biggest thing for Mac when as a, as a young player was um, he wasn't that heavily recruited. So I don't think he had the same expectations that, you know, a lot of players, you know, come with that think they should be a starter as a freshman or whatever. I think Mac had the right, um, you know, sort of disposition about where he was as a player. He knew he had to get bigger. He knew he had to get stronger. And he, he was focused on, you know, what do I have to do to develop? So, um, and I think that was the key to him becoming a really good player. I think he learned a lot from being around the other players. Uh, but I think he also learned how to control his emotions, stay in the right place, make good choices and decisions, not get too affected by a bad play, uh, which are all things that really helped him become a really, really consistent player. He's accurate with the ball. He's very smart. He's going to read and, and get the ball in the right place. And as a quarterback, that's what you do. You distribute the ball. And to get the confidence in your teammates that you're going to do that on a consistent basis in the right way, I think is something that really can be helpful to you know, any quarterback uh, because the people around you at that position need to be playing well if you're going to play well. We're here with the head coach of Alabama, Nick Saban, on the Progressive Hotline. Coach, uh, obviously leading into the draft, you and Bill Belichick have a great relationship. What were your conversations like about Mac Jones leading into it? Well, um, you know, three days up into the draft, I get lots of phone calls. And um, not just because of Mac, but really because of the six players that we had, the eight players that we got picked in the first couple rounds. And amazingly enough, not very many of those questions are about what kind of player a guy is. Um, most of the questions are about what kind of leader is he, what kind of character does he have, how's he going to impact the team, is he going to be a good teammate, he's going to represent the organization well. You know, it's amazing that I think uh, a lot of players sometimes don't understand the importance of that side of um, – creating value for yourself by being the right kind of person, having the right kind of competitive character. And I, I think my conversations with Bill were more about that type of stuff uh, than it really was about, um, you know, can this guy throw the ball 50 yards down the field? I think everybody figures that out pretty much on their own. Coach uh, Nick Saban joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, seven-time national champion, Coach Nick Saban. So let me get that right. A couple years ago, Coach Saban, when you recruited my son, I sat in your office and we had a, a detailed conversation about the evolving quarterback position in the SEC conference from a read option standpoint. And I remember when you were talking to me, you said that you were more leaning toward the read option style at this point because you had practice against it so much because of the teams within the conference, but you hadn't had a quarterback quite like that. You were more of the traditional A.J. McCarron types, the bigger guys. Now, all of a sudden, over the last several years, you somewhat shifted to a smaller quarterback, whether it was Tua, whether it was Jalen Hurts, and now the incredible young man that you guys plucked out of our backyard – in Bryce Young, you just named the starter. What has he done to impress you to get the nod opening day? Um, well, Bryce has been uh, very consistent, uh, smart.
smart, understands the offense. Um, you know, is very accurate with the ball uh, and um, understands because he is, you know, he's not a six four guy. He he really does understand how to move in the pocket and uh, find windows to make throws. Um, and you know, he's athletic. Uh, he's quick, uh, so he can extend plays. Uh, but the thing I like about him most is uh, he really does try to execute uh, what's there. He doesn't try to make um, things happen by making bad decisions. And, um, you know, so I think he's very, very consistent. And he's improved, you know, his presence, his leadership, uh, I think, has come with his confidence. So we're excited to see how our whole offensive team plays and how they play around them, which – with a lot of new young players, that's always going to be the key for, you know, Bryce to be able to um, not play well just for himself, but have everybody around him play well as well. Coach Saban, I'm always amazed and I marvel at how at your age, and I hate to bring age into the conversation, but you still have a young man's quality about you. You still have a young man's grit about you when it keeps getting to be a younger game and comes when it comes to college football and coaching. Where does that come from with you? <laughs> Uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I enjoy what I do. Um, you know, the, the goal of the program here is to help the players be more successful in life for having been involved in the program, whether it's personal development, academic support, developing careers off the field, developing careers on the field. So um, there's a lot of positive self-gratification, you know, in that and seeing guys develop and be successful and I love coaching. I like teaching. I like being around uh, the players, the relationships that you have. Being a part of a team is something that I've done since I was in the nine years old playing Little League Baseball. So um, I, I just always enjoy the opportunity to be able to do it. And in college, you lose about 25% of your team every year. So it's almost like taking a new job in terms of the challenges that you have to try to get the next team, um, you know, where they need to be to be successful. And that's, that, that's, that, that's something that takes, you know, a lot of energy, a lot of enthusiasm, and you got to be very committed to it. And, um, when I'm not that, I guess I won't do this anymore, but I certainly enjoy it, you know, so still Coach, what, now a lot. Hmm. Well, I was going to say, what's the secret considering, I mean, you've dealt with covid we're, we're dealing with NIL issues mm-hmm. now, and everybody wants to get paid. Everybody thinks they're bigger than what they are. How do you manage expectations and egos? Well, you know, I, I think, you know, the big thing is is if you keep people focused on what's in front of them and, and not necessarily outcomes, but what do I have to do to get the outcome? Uh, and, um You know, these guys want to graduate from school. They want to play in the NFL someday. So how is their behavior uh, going to elicit the opportunity for them to do that? And are they going to have the self-discipline to make the kind of choices and decisions they need to make uh, to be able to take advantage of their gifts and be able to accomplish the goals that they have? And, um, you know, some of these things that you mentioned, they're just things that we all have to adapt to. You know, uh, name, image, and likeness. Players have always been able to work. Whether they chose to work or not was their choice, and fewer of them did when they could be on scholarship in the summer and 
You know, we got cost of attendance, which gave guys extra money on their scholarship. So, you know, name, image, and likeness is just an opportunity for a guy to work and make money. And, and you know, we, we, we're, we're happy for him to do that. But I think the big thing is, is you can make a lot more money by developing positive careers on and off the field than you're ever going to make in name, image, and likeness, whether it's signing autographs or doing commercials or, you know, doing something in social media. Even though we're glad for players to do that, they also need to be able to stay focused on what they have to do to develop to accomplish the goals that they have, which most of what we're talking about here is pretty insignificant relative to what they could do if they have a successful career to the next level. Great, great perspective. Hey, Coach Savings, an absolute pleasure to talk with you. I know you got a big game coming up against Miami on Saturday. Take care, be well. Good luck this season. Thanks for joining us on KJZ. Good luck, Coach. Good luck, Coach. All right, thanks, guys. Yeah, Have a good day. You See too. You. I'm just amazed that he's able to still do this to this level. I mean, just seeing the ever, list of numbers. Ever, have you ever been down to Alabama? I know Key has. Well, my dad's from him, that state. Sat with him in his office. No, I, I remember having Nick Saban when we used to have coaches come up um, on campus. And just being around his presence, and I'm sure that he gets tired of talking about Alabama-Auburn. So I said, oh, man, I'm the last interview he has for the day. The last thing I was going to ask him about that, I said, Coach Saban, I'm not going to talk about Alabama versus Auburn. He seemed to relax a little bit. And I said, what would Nick Saban's walk-up music be? And he's a huge soul music fan. That started the conversation. So it's one thing, once you get past that veneer that people see about him, there's a very likable guy and a very oh, yeah. transparent guy. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, if you walk into his office, there's certain coaches, Key, you know this too, Coach K is one of them, where you just feel like everything has to be tight and sharp. Oh, you got to like have your focus. You're yeah. right. Like, you, all of a sudden, your back be up straight. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you know, just mm-hmm. everything's different. And yeah. Nick Saban's one of those guys. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Sitting in, I can tell you, sitting in his office when he was recruiting my son, uh-huh. I felt like, yeah, I just got to listen here because it was one of the deals. Where, you know, it, yeah. it, it was it was different. It was a different it was a different recruiting feel than other other coaches. It was just was more about business. It was just a weird it was a weird way of appreciating being able to sit across from. You know, probably I guess the the greatest coach in college football history. I mean, I don't know yeah. about all them. Newt Rockney's back in the 50s and all that stuff. I'm just talking about, like, right now, the best dude to ever do it. Yeah. Nick Saban said something that left a bunch of us going, hmm, I wonder what we would do if we were in that situation. That's next on KJZ on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPN News, and Sirius XM Channel 80. DoorDash here with Summer of Dash Pass. Right now, Dash Pass members are taking $10 off groceries, alcohol, pet food, and more. Need a nightcap? $10 off. Got a cough? Get relief delivered for less. Want to surprise your crush? You better. Send a gift and save. Try Dash Pass for free and get special savings, exclusive menu items, and $0 delivery fees. How nice is that? All year round. Get more from your neighborhood now with Dash Pass in the DoorDash app. And stay cool out there. Terms and conditions apply. As a fan, this is amazing. This no, it is the is. time of the year. This is what we talked about. This is real, man. This is real, This is Marty Smith, and I'm ready. This is Max Kellerman, and the Giants are ready. This is Keyshawn Johnson. The Carolina Panthers are ready. Zellin Hahn, I'm ready. Football is back, and it kicks off every morning with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin and continues all day right here on ESPN Radio.
passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. Look out now. Look at at these two now. always gets me in the right mood. I think everybody's feeling awesome cut away now. Give me the water. You gonna be okay? Let me put on some white linen. There you go. What? Say, key, look, key in the music video. Look at, look at him. Key in the music video. Key's, a, Key's not on planet Earth Key, what anymore. would you say, Key? You on roll up? What would you say? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's my man over there. My man. That's my man, Jay Will. Yeah. Yeah. He played for the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> You can always yeah, that's pre- him. That's, that's, our, yeah, that's him our right table. there. That's Freddie. That's, that's Freddie Coleman. You know, he's one of the top voices at ESPN. Yeah, he got let him say how to you, you and watch what happens. Yeah, oh, he great. got the voice for you right there. That's Freddie. That's Deep Fred. No. Deep Fred. But they did that thing right there, though, Yates. They did that. When they did that, they did that thing hey, right there. That joint's a banger. Take that for how you want it. Shows yeah. off the rails oh, God. now. You like that, huh, Jay? Oh, my goodness. Oh. Hit us Can on Twitter. sweat? If you dare. I'm Keyshawn. never call, I'm calling you deep red from now. No, no, I ain't calling you that. Never mind. I'm sure it's going to stick now. But you can't. But you, but, but, I ain't calling you that. But see, <laughs> Jay, you going, you going somewhere else, though, dog. I know. It's just how my mind works. I'm tired, man. I ain't sleep last night. In my 17-plus years, I've never had that. Happen to that level. <laughs> oh, oh, y'all crazy, man. Y'all crazy. I'm not doing anything. Yeah, brother, we're just sitting I'm down. just sitting in my business. I said, go ahead and say hi to him, Fred. <laughs> Tweet Did the you know show. that's that? But, but, but that's, that, that's, that, that's that music, man. That music yeah, is just. It'll do they it. did that right there. When they put this together, yeah, this yeah. one is going to be around for a minute. It nope. just it gets you in that, that yeah. mood of just relaxation. 
whatever you want to call it. You they, know, like they you did said, it, and they it, did it to both of you. This music, it, like if you don't have status, it makes you feel like you're something you're not. You know what I mean? It makes yeah. you feel like you always have a swinging chance. And, 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 and they you can't say wanna, no. Hey, you want to valet that car with this music though? <laughs> you got it loud too when you pull up. You got it nice and nice you got and it loud, loud enough so when you open up the door they can hear it. Yeah. You don't need they don't need to hear it pulling up. Yeah. It just needs to be loud enough so but when yeah, you open right. up the door they can hear it. I'm the only black person at the event yeah. and this is what you're about to get. <laughs> this is Keith's fault, but he, he told Alan Yates, give me something to get me uplifted yeah. a little bit. Alan Yates delivered. I think it used to be Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. He's Keyshawn Johnson. Hit him on Twitter at Keyshawn. He's Jay Williams. Hit him on Twitter. Real Jay Williams. Uh, I'm Freddie Coleman. He on Twitter. Coleman ESPN. Don't forget to tweet the show at KeyJNZ on at ESPN Radio. The ESPN <laughs> app. At See if guest stops by to hang out with us. They're here thanks to the Goodyear Hotline. Before we got into all about our feelings on BET Soul, <laughs> we had Nick Saban from Alabama Soul, the head coach of Alabama. They played number 14 Miami, 3.30 Eastern time on Saturday. Saturday on ABC he had a very interesting thing to say about yeah we know about NIL and everything else but he said that stuff is not going to benefit the players if they don't do this you know name image and likeness is just an opportunity for a guy to work and make money and, and you know we're happy for him to do that but I think the big thing is is you can make a lot more money by developing positive careers on and off the field than you're ever going to make in name, image, and likeness, whether it's signing autographs or doing commercials or, you know, doing something in social media, even though we're glad for players to do that, they also need to be able to stay focused on what they have to do to develop to accomplish the goals that they have, which most of what we're talking about here is pretty insignificant relative to what they could do if they have a successful career at the next level. Yeah, yeah and, that, and that's correct, though, Freddie. Yeah. Coach said about three or four things there that ring true, I mean, when you, when you think about it. You can only do so much with name, likeness, and image. This this expires when you graduate and you become a professional. That clock starts all over again as a professional. So, yes, you can monetize your earning power for those first two to three years as you burst onto the scene as a collegiate athlete. It won't carry you into the pros. So you got to take care of business on top of making that money and not get lost or uh, in sight of – what you are actually on campus to do, which is to graduate and take advantage of your opportunity as an athlete. And so coach is right. I mean, you, you, you can do a lot of things, great things beyond name, likeness, and image, but it is somewhat a positive that kids are being paid while they're playing collegiate sports right now. It is going to get interesting, though. You know, you see so many similarities between basketball and football. I know football, is a, there's a different mentality if you go to a place like Alabama. Mm-hmm. But what's happening on the basketball side is you're seeing a lot of kids younger starting to market themselves and Absolutely. starting to brand themselves, right, as their own business to a degree. And I, I, I do think Nick Saban has created such a vehicle that gets people to such this level that he may not have to worry about that, but other programs – that maybe don't carry the same cachet as Alabama, it is something that we're going to see college football have to cater to in a different way. You know, and Jay, you know, people always say brand, brand this, brand that. You ain't got no damn brand right now. You've got to take care of business. Yes, it starts, they like you, you come in from high school, oh, you're a top recruit, they sign you to a solid deal, but then what? If you don't go 
and take care of business on the field, it's yep. all for nothing. Everybody wants to talk about, oh, I'm on my brand and I need to create my IG and my social media. If you start focusing in on that, the real enchilada, you'll never get. Trust me, you will never get. But, Keith, let me ask you, why can't you do both? Like, there's 24 it's, it's hours not, in the day. It's not that they can't do both. It's how they do it? It's how, how they, they do it. it. Yeah, I hear you on You that. are a grown-ass man that have made millions of dollars, Jay. And I always try to be your big brother, father figure, whatever you what want to call me. Call, what? Whatever you want to call me, you I'm always trying to. Figure? Whatever you want to try to call me, whatever you. I think got a daddy. I ain't calling call you daddy, man. <laughs> <laughs> you might go take that no, one look. back. You gonna go take that one but back look. right now? No, I don't even need you to make your damn point. No, look. You ain't gonna have me call okay. you daddy or no. You, you say big brother, daddy. that's fine. Okay, we we, we back to normal. But I'm crazy. always telling you, I'm <laughs> always telling you, stay off that damn social media because what you do as a guy who's made a whole bunch of money. You're always on it, right? So imagine a kid that has not gotten to the level that you've gotten to, a national show, NBA countdown, college basketball, Nate Smith channel. They ain't got none of that. They ain't got none of that, but they focused in on social media. They're going to lose sight of why they're actually at college if they don't pay attention. That's my only point. It's not hard to pay attention, (laughs) but if you choose not to. Father. Hey, that is between you and him. My name is Bennett. I'm not about to be in it. Here are KJZ, Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. He's Keyshawn Johnson. He's Jay Williams. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining I us. I read. What the hell going on? I, mean, I don't know. So well, 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 we know what's going on in the National hey, Football Hey, son, league. find the read. Hey, yeah, exactly. hey, I'll tell you no and, more, Jay. Hey. And the reason we know what the hell's going on in the NFL is because an FOS friend of the show is going to stop by and tell us what's going on as we get closer and closer to the regular season. That's next. 5G is here, man. But the sure big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get in on the action. Well, not anymore. Because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. We're plans starting at just $35 a month and with no contract. And get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for just $200, $299, all on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. 5G compatible device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. It's Greeny and Thursday. We're a week away from the kickoff of the NFL season. We're counting it down with Lewis Riddick and a whole lot more. Don't miss it. It's Greeny. Starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to PrizePicks.com/morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's PrizePicks.com/morning code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Look, Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Freddie Coleman, and KJ's, KJZ, excuse me, Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, Sirius X and Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Anytime a guest talks about to hang out with us, they're here thanks to the Goodyear Hotline. It's time to get all the NFL happenings. The guy that's bebopping on the inside but not on the outside is Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL Insider, joining us here to talk about the happenings in the NFL with the season a week away. A lot of people, Adam, still discussing Cam Newton being released by the New England Patriots. Why did the Patriots decide to move on and not just make him a backup to Mac Jones? Well, good morning, Freddie, Key, and Jay. And I would say this, that the New England Patriots loved what they saw from Mac Jones. And I think that with as popular as Cam Newton was in New England and in that locker room, as much respect as he had, there really was no need to keep him there and have his presence loom over Mac Jones when Mac Jones played the way he did this summer and proved to the Patriots organization that he had won that starting job. He led eight drives this preseason. They scored on all eight drives, touchdowns or field goals. His work ethic was unmatched. He showed great accuracy. He showed all the things you want to see for a first-round draft pick. And I think that, in a way, they were doing Cam Newton a favor rather than being stuck behind a rookie that they're handing off their franchise to. Cam, you're allowed to go find another job, work elsewhere, Uh, It's better probably for the growth of Mac Jones, for his uh, mental makeup to be able to let Cam Newton go. And so they let Cam Newton go, cut him, released him, and handed the starting job to Mac Jones, who had impressed this organization really from the day it drafted him. Chef, the vaccination for Cam Newton is something that has been brought up multiple times. Bill Belichick is not somebody who brought that up. Urban Meyer is somebody who brought that up for the Jaguars. What do you see the fallout being from his comments? Well, the NFLPA is looking into it. The Jacksonville Jaguars said that it was taken the wrong way yesterday in a statement. I think, look, here's the bottom line. It's a league where you're looking for every competitive advantage you can find. And so the fact of the matter is teams that have higher vaccination rates have an advantage because there are going to be situations this year in which – the one that the Denver Broncos suffered last year when their quarterback room was wiped out and they had no quarterbacks in a game. There's going to be a game this year coming up where a team loses its offensive line, its defensive line, its secondary, whatever it may be. It's going to happen this year. And so teams want, no matter what their stances are, teams want their players to be vaccinated. They want the highest vaccination rates possible. And so... Again, do I think that's why New England got rid of Cam Newton? I do not. Not at all. And I think Bill Belichick made that very clear. Now, do I think that that could potentially be an issue for future employment with Cam Newton? I do, because if you're a team that needs a quarterback, unless you have a glaring need at that position and you really want Cam Newton, are you willing to bring in a player who's unvaccinated and put him around players who might be vaccinated? I ask you that question. I'll just say this. It's come up throughout the summer where teams have called agents about bringing in certain players who were on the street. And initially, it used to be that teams would ask agents, hey, 
Is your guy in shape? Does he want to come in? Is he ready? Now they ask all those questions. And what is his vaccination status? And if he's unvaccinated, they say, thank you very much. And they move on to the next guy. So when you're talking about the bottom of the roster, guys, I think that does come into play. Now, Cam Newton, I think it could be a factor if teams are considering a quarterback. Are they going to look at that status? And could that prevent him from getting a job? I think it's on the table. Adam, so when general manager Chris Ballard of the Indianapolis Colts says there will be consequences for unvaccinated players, is that like what what is he saying there? Is it a threat? Is he is he trying to scare tactic people? Like I know you can't actually get into his mind, but at least you are smart enough to know and give us some interpretation of what he's trying to say. I I really believe, and I have not spoken to Chris about this, but I believe when he says there's going to be consequences for vaccinated players, he means that Carson Wentz this week placed on the reserve COVID list, uh, Tyron Matthew in Kansas City test positive, that, and I don't know their, well, I don't know Matthew's vaccination status, but I think that players who are unvaccinated, uh, again, would seem to be more at risk based on the rules that the NFL has set up and the protocols that they have in place to spend time away from the facility. They are subject to more testing right away. Players who are unvaccinated are tested right every day. There's one consequence. Uh, When they test positive or are close contact, they're forced to stay away longer. So I I think there are consequences to being unvaccinated from a football standpoint that he's talking about uh, that you put your team at risk. That's my interpretation. Maybe I'm wrong. 30 seconds left, Adam, before we let you go. We kept hearing about rumors about Miami trading for Deshaun Watson, that Stephen Ross, the owner, was thinking about it. What have you heard about that he could be traded, if not to Miami, maybe somewhere else? Look, Houston hasn't gotten what it's wanted so far from anybody. And Houston's had conversations uh, at various points throughout the offseason. No team has paid the Texans what they want. And right now there are investigations going on with the FBI, the NFL, the Houston Police Department. Everybody wants to see how that turns out before they make a full-on offer for Deshaun Watson. And Houston, for the time being, is content to sit on Deshaun Watson and not trade him until the Texans believe they're getting full value. Oh, it's a pleasure, Adam. Keep doing great work as always, my friend. You take care and be well. Thanks a lot, Adam. All right, Shefty. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Great stuff by Adam Shefty. He was here thanks to the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, making the plays that move you forward. Goodyear more driven. By the way, good luck trying to trade Deshaun Watson if you're Houston. That's a, deeper that. com- that's a deep conversation. Is it a conversation in terms no. of this year? Is it? Seriously? We'll talk about that at 9 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah, let's do yeah. that. You know, because Keyshawn, the look on Keyshawn's face, I could just see the wheels spinning like, hmm. That's going to be interesting to hear what he has to say about is it a conversation? Because if you're Deshaun Watson, you're in limbo. If you're the Houston Texans, you're in limbo. If you're the National Football League, you're in limbo wondering exactly what the future is going to look like if there's going to be a future. I can't wait to hear what Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Williams had to say about that. It's not about a Deshaun Watson trade. It's all about what kind of conversation is there regarding a play that last year led the NFL in passing yards, and this year, even if he plays with somebody, may not be there for the first six weeks or may not even be there at all. That conversation is coming up. Keep it here on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin with Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams. I'm Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, as well as on ESPN News. 
Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.